I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at a new book of the Bible. We're in 1 Corinthians, and I was just saying last time, this is just one of my favorite books in the New Testament. Uh, it's such a prominent uh, epistle, letter, that you have here. It's, it's, one, it's one of the biggest. It, it has so many different themes and, and topics, but we saw last time how uh, maybe it's actually a little bit more focused than we commonly think. We maybe think like, oh, 1 Corinthians, it's got everything. But uh, it really is focused on this theme of disunity and how can we have unity. Well, the answer we started to unpack last time is the humility that comes from the foolishness of the cross. And that same stuff with some of the same words coming out in chapter 2. So Paul is getting, getting some momentum. He's getting the ball rolling. <laughs> And joining us today uh, as our guest, we've got Pastor Andrew, I'm going to say this right, we said Jago, yeah. Pastor Yay. Andrew Jago, there we go. You got it. Uh, from Alexandria, <laughs> well, hang on a second, it says here you're in Alexandria, is that right? That's true, Alexandria, Virginia, surrounded by lots and lots of history. Well, yes, certainly. And, <laughs> and what would you... But in the in the present, what might you be up to uh, thereabouts in Alexandria? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, this is a very strange time that we live in. So I guess oh, currently yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to be a pastor to, I mean, worship is we have an outdoor service now with about 20 people, an indoor service with about 20 more, and then about 130 or so online. Uh, now, the good news yeah. is, is we typically drew about 100 or so on a Sunday, so our reach is, is extended out a little bit because of our online service. So we're, we're working hard on that, but still, okay. it's hard to pastor to people you can't see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, 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 is, it is weird. It, well, it's, and it's just similarly, it's, you know, it's weird to, to try to, to preach to people, right, who you can't see, too, right? Normally, you, you, you know how it is. You, you get, like, some nods, some, some raised eyebrows, some, you know, I mean, you, you, get, you, get, right. you know, it's, you have people in front of you. You're talking to people, but then you're, like, looking at a red dot, and it's just like, I, I remember I was talking to, to one pastor, and he was like, I, felt, I feel really weird about the idea of blessing a red dot. I'm not sure, what do I, what do, I do with that? Um, but, you know, <laughs> the, these, these questions, right, like, they, I think they all, indirectly, I think it's spoken to in First Corinthians, because it, there is such an mm. emphasis in this book overall, of Christian unity and physical presence and physical mm. gathering. I mean, it's such a big thrust here, um, and it's—I uh, mean, it, well, it reads differently in COVID land, right? <laughs> it sure does. But I, I find, though, and I, I wonder if you do, too, that, you know, just when I do my daily devotions— just how much in God's Word just connects exactly. That's why we do, and why we encourage people to be in the Word, because there's so much that will, God will use to connect to your life. And well, that's the power that we're going to get into here in chapter 2 in 1 Corinthians, the power and the wisdom that comes from the Spirit, the Spirit connected with God's Word. Right. Well, yes, right. And it's, it's really interesting. I, I liked the line last time, um, you know, where he, he talks about, um, you know, it's like, what is it, J Jews and Greeks, right? And, like, he uses mm. this this pair a few times, right? Like he was saying, uh, you know, Jews want signs and Greeks want wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. And that, that phrase, Christ crucified, is going to pop up again today, right, right off the bat. Oh, yeah. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 now, really just developing this same uh, section after the introduction. But 
it's like it's clearly not just um jews and greeks like as if it's like you know people <laughs> who who live in palestine and people who you know live, live over there like oh, like on the other side of the earth right you know off um in the mediterranean no really these you know two groups you can kind of identify them with like lots of different people running around today and like even groups within the church and it's just amazing how like the the names change but kind of like the same patterns of behavior and the same sorts of banners are always being flown ah well that that ties in with first corinthians too what goes around comes around um kenneth bailey who's now among the saints but um and one of his his all-time one of my all-time favorite books cultural keys to understanding uh the lost chapter in luke um but here he also writes about First Corinthians, the, the 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 cyclical nature of Paul's writing here. So back in chapter one, you talked about Christ, you know, and 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 how everything is centered there on the cross. Well, it's no surprise that that connects all the way to the very end in chapter fifteen. Um, I would say, especially verse three, you know, where where Christ is. Uh, Paul Paul's writes about Christ uh, being the, uh, 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 the the center of his proclamation. What I've received, I pass on to you. Well, here you know is the Holy Spirit here in chapter two, and that's going to connect again to the end of First Corinthians, where he talks about spiritual gifts. You know, through chapters twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, um, right. it, and all this ties into that earlier theme that you mentioned yep. about divisions in the church. So yes, in First Corinthians, when you read through it, what goes around comes around. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, well, I mean, it's uh, I mean, I'm, that's a, that's a, it's actually kind of ironic because you know you're using kind of a rhetorical flourish to talk about Paul's rhetorical flourishes, uh, yeah. a, little, a, little, <laughs> a, little, a little bit meta there, but yeah, no, that's that's what's well said. Uh, but without talking uh, about it or around it anymore, let's go ahead yeah. and get into it, brother. Would you start us off with a prayer as we start? Oh yes, yes. Uh, Thank you. Um, the Lord be with you. <laughs> Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your word. And as we approach it, Lord, with a humble heart, uh, we ask you to bless us with the presence of your Holy Spirit, the wisdom that comes down from above, uh, that you, our eyes may be open and our hearts may be open uh, to see you and then to grow in our love for you and grow in our love for one another in the body of Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So I think we've done a pretty good job actually previewing the chapter. Let's just go ahead and take this without any further ado. We'll, um, as we have, we'll, we'll go through the whole chapter just to kind of get it all out on the table. Um, not that long. Like, like I said, it kind of feels like the rest of the chapter was already back in the, the previous, uh, but we'll just get it all out on the table. And then I, I think we really are going to spend a lot of time talking about the first two verses and and how that connects to everything but but we'll, we'll go ahead and read it all so that we don't get stuck on verse two the whole time as we easily could so here okay. it is first corinthians chapter two from the top and i when i came to you brothers did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of god with lofty speech or wisdom for i decided to know nothing among you except jesus christ and him crucified and I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet 
among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it's not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understand this, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory, but as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received we receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. That natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Well done. So, yeah, it's it, this is an interesting chapter. Um, I mean, it, it it really kind of feels like it's it's not really its own chapter. <laughs> like, even mm-hmm. I was, it's kind of just kind of, hitting me again that there's the first part that really goes well with chapter one and then and then he shifts you know and and uh you get into this you you introduce i mean uh, a big distinction in paul right um the the whole spirit versus flesh or or nature distinction right and so there Mm -hmm. there's this there's a little twist there and yeah he's gonna get a lot of mileage um out of that one uh but but in in the heart of it all right like spirit um, from from beginning to end, spirit is is there um, front and center, and it's just I think that that's kind of what's so brilliant about what Paul is doing, because I think he's taking an idea that the the Corinthians kind of thought they already had mastered. They're like, oh yeah, the spirit, yeah, we know all about that. No, yeah, we're, we're, we're spiritual, um, and, and so they they. they thought well of you know spirit and they okay yeah spirit talk talk more about that paul um so he's taking something that that they like that they think they know about already um and i think he's kind of redefining it for them and recentering it um and i think that's where that's where the cross comes in so i mean that's that's what really is just you know to me like jumping out right now but i don't know how about you like what's what's standing out to you what are some of the just kind of big picture things that, that you like? I agree that this uh, focus is right on the spirit and agree also that he, he establishes that in the beginning, that he commends them for uh, their their knowledge of the spirit. But then we, as we read, we find, well, maybe they didn't know as much as they think they do. That's one yeah. of the reasons why there's the divisions, why they're so puffed up. And so we're, there's going to be a lot of humbling um, first in verse one and then picking up again in verse six, where he talks about being mature, but beginning with verse yeah. one, where he says, I came to you. Now here, Paul himself is being very humble. I mean, we, that, that those words take us to the book of Acts where he receives the Macedonian call. He comes 
across the sea, and he, he is harried from one town to another. He's chased out, or he's put in prison, he's chased out, he's chased out. And then he comes to Athens, where he doesn't establish a church. Um, I, I think it's remarkable that he is, I, I count that, that trip as a success, that he's even given an audience among <laughs> the philosophers there. Yeah. Uh, some commentators are a little harsh on Paul that, oh, he didn't establish a church, but I, I think that was a success. But after being chased from one to another, and then there'd be, you know, they have some people ridicule the resurrection in Athens. We don't know exactly his mindset, but then he comes into Athens. Now, I mentioned, you know, here in Alexandria, we're, we're surrounded by our, our nation's history. You know, the, right. every alleyway, I walk out my backyard, you know, there's 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 connections to yeah. the nation's history everywhere you look. Well, the same is true when we explore God's Word. These are words that uh, occurred in history, and there's connections all over the place to people, to geography, um, and, and, and so forth. So let, dwelling on the words I came to you, before we jump into the Spirit, just a, a couple notes on the history here, because yeah. you know, he, he went from Athens to Corinth, and um, in the, the shadow of a large temple to Aphrodite, uh, one of my commentators said the word Corinthian, uh, well, it denoted someone from a very large port, a very important port in, in Greece, in ancient Greece, but also was synonymous with, we'll say, loose morals uh, for this city. So an incredible yeah. challenge for Paul. Um, and then, you know, the other history that's there is uh, God coming down to Paul uh, and reassuring him, you know, his, the voice that was there in Acts chapter 18, I have many people in this city. And, and that helps Paul chart his course for, for doing mission and work there in the city. And then he meets two tent makers, again, Priscilla and Aquila. That, that, that yeah. is grounded in, in uh, history, which we get from a Roman historian who said that a group of Jews were expelled from the city of Rome. And well, here, here are two right here. So a lot of the, the things that happen in Corinth are connected to people and geography and time and place. Uh, they're, they're things that actually happened and actually existed in time. Um, and then Paul goes to work with his message. He said, it, I, wasn't, I didn't come to you uh, with with the with with the the wisdom of Athens, you know, I didn't come to you with lofty yeah. speech, or yeah. with my own wisdom. We could read there. Uh, I decided to know nothing of you, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Going back to the previous chapter there, and looking ahead to the what the way He's going to tackle divisions in chapter three. What is the power of the Spirit? But first of all, to lead us to know our and and to 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 cherish our Savior. Uh, what I have received in Paul, chapter fifteen, verse three again. What I have received, right. I now take to you that Christ uh, died for us sinners. So here we have uh, not 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 uh, powerful speech and wisdom, but Christ and Him crucified. That is going to be at the center of the Spirit's power. Yeah, that, thanks for breaking that down. We didn't actually um, get into the history as much yesterday, kind of focusing kind of more on the, I, I guess, kind of more on the genre and the form here. But yeah, those are the other right. things. If it's a letter, you want to be thinking about, you know, the, the dynamics of letter writing. Um, but you also want to be thinking about, hey, there's a, it's a, there's an author and there's an audience. And, and thinking about it as, uh, like you were saying, like, you know, this, uh, one of these, you know, trips that, that followed Athens, uh, that that's interesting, and, and uh, 
Yeah, I kind of like you, you were, I think, kind of suggesting it's sort of interesting to kind of put yourself in Paul's shoes and think about, hmm. like, okay, well, let's see, how did that go, like, on the Areopagus, right? And, like, okay, like, may, what, what should I try this time, you know? <laughs> um, and, 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 like, you know, how, how we might approach that. Um, what, what, what I think is interesting, especially with the last bit that you were saying, is kind of thinking about wisdom here, right? Because, hmm. I, I mean— it's it's interesting because he even he even qualifies what he means by wisdom here in chapter two a little bit explicitly, right? Um, I'm trying to think like where where was it here that he says uh, he starts kind of getting into that here. Um, he says, I, well, in verse six, right? Like uh, not yeah. a wisdom of this age, but in uh, verse seven, a secret and hidden wisdom, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not I'm not saying that there isn't any wisdom. It's just not the conventional kind right so so there there is this this thing i think that he like you were saying he had been going around getting chased out of cities right um getting you know expelled um kind of just going from place to place not necessarily commanding um recognition in in the eyes i I guess like the secular authorities um I mean, certainly later when he, like, makes his appeal, it's like, okay, well, you're a Roman citizen, so I don't want to, like, you know, get in trouble with the emperor or anything. Uh, but it, it's not as if he's just like, well, hey, I'm Paul of Tarsus. And they're like, oh, oh, hey, Paul of Tarsus, you know, roll out the red card. <laughs> no. So I, I think that that's a little bit um, connected to this idea that that maybe wisdom is not necessarily kind of like how educated or intelligent or even academic it is. Because just like you were saying earlier, like, Paul's a brilliant rhetorician. I mean, like, this guy would have, like, possibly, like, multiple PhDs if, like, we ran him through, you know, the Mm -hmm. 21st century Western system, right? Um, Right. So it's not necessarily that, but, like, maybe maybe it's, like, like prestige and that kind of, like, you know, uh, you know, laurels and, uh, you you know, just acclaim, right? Like, maybe it's, like, you know— um, the number of citations on Google Scholar, you know, like, like it's it's that kind of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and where does that, where does the wisdom for the Christian, where Paul, wisdom for Paul comes from? So you didn't, may not have gotten a lot into the background yesterday, but I did, doing a little bit of homework, I did listen in, and I thought Pastor Rolf Price on the eve, you know, on the, uh, right before his retirement, did an excellent job reflecting on where our wisdom and power in the ministry comes from. It's not our words, it's God's words. Uh, and, and but but Paul is also I mean man he's going to get right back into that the whole divisions just in, in case we think he's forgetting about it here in chapter two ready to pick it up in chapter three there's an excellent connection you just mentioned here in verse six yet among the mature do we impart wisdom now if yeah. you were in Corinth and you're kind of puffed up with yourself and you know thinking a lot of yourself yeah oh yeah I'm mature. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's me. He's talking about there. Yeah, I, I'm mature. And then when we get to chapter three, is no, you're on milk. <laughs> you're not ready for yeah. solid meat yet. He kind of yeah, sets like, them yeah, up a little no, bit no, here. No, put the pacifier back in. You need to, your, your teeth haven't come in yet. Yeah, I know that's right. I mean, we're we're gonna get there. Um, you know, and and I think that that's. That, that's one of those things where, you know, it's a good thing we read chapter one, you know, lest we think, right. that, you know, that that's how we should, like, lead. Um, no, he says <laughs> lots of very, very kind, loving things in chapter one, you know. He, yes. he just kind of, like, just, you know, go go all go all at once. Um, but, but yeah, like, it's interesting. So he's, he's going he's gonna to get there. He's building up to that. He's going to get 
to like his more pointed critique as as you're directing us here but but in the meanwhile he's really qualifying himself and i i mean like he's just and it's just that this re redefining of things redefining mm-hmm. of what wisdom means and and like you were saying kind of redefining this historical event because i, I mean and, and the thing is like i think uh, this is i think something that you know scholars talk about today if you're engaged in you know um a reevaluation of history right there there is implicitly an argument that you're having right like hmm. like if you're if you're saying well what what the civil war was really about right like well now now you're getting into like well there's somebody else who's making some alternative claim and i'm trying to like you know wrestle with that so i i think and this is kind of what you get in second corinthians that there are people um there and, and it's kind of hinted at in chapter one because some of them say that they're uh not of paul but they're of apollos right mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. an interesting tidbit already so it seems like he's kind of redefining something uh, that there are people there who are like you know what guys like paul you know i mean like he came he wasn't anything impressive he's not really a good preacher do you really think that we ought to base all this on what he said I mean, this other guy over here, he, now that wasn't that, didn't you feel moved? Wasn't that a convincing argument? Wasn't, so, mm. I mean, I, I think he's going back and he's kind of, uh, implicitly he's arguing with people who have been talking behind his back um, and, and kind of trying to discredit him. And, and I think that's what, what he's doing is saying, hey, look, if I'm discredited, if I seem weak, if I seem implausible and getting to verse four right if Hmm. i if i I seemed nervous and i was shaking right well that's actually evidence in my favor and and that's that's like a really bold move right you know it's not with a charismatic caris in their speaker and 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 using that kind of power where is wisdom sophia where is power dinamos I love that. The, uh, don't take me for a Greek scholar, by the way, but, but there's certain Greek words that I love because there's an English connection there because you think of dynamite, you know, someone lighting a stick of dynamite and having this power. Well, that doesn't come, Paul says, for me. That doesn't yeah. come from the way and my approach. It, you know, the, 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 the very eloquent speaking, like maybe Apollos or Peter did, but it comes from the Holy Spirit. Uh, he gets them with the secret and hidden Sophia, yeah. wisdom of God. I, I dwell on Sophia. I used to have someone in my confirmation class named Sophia who used to oh, yeah, sit yeah. up a little straighter if I mentioned that that was the Greek word for wisdom. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, but, but the secret wisdom, you know, so they're surrounded by mystery religions, you know, the, these, these, these rituals that they would do with, the, with some of the Greek and Roman gods and, and, the, and hidden knowledge. But what is hidden, you know, Paul writes in that same verse, is what God reveals. He reveals it, uh, and and it reveals it, and not only reveals it, but shows us the Lord of glory, someone who shines in glory, you know, and uh, and we're able to to see and understand because of the Holy Spirit. Well, and I think that 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 really, uh, that complements this idea that we're getting at, that it's it, and it's interesting. So you so you mentioned like the the, the word here in Greek dynamis, like and there's a few mm-hmm. different words um, that mean power in Greek, um, and this this is a particular one. This is not the one that's used in the sense of um, like authority and uh, magnificence and 
um, majesty. This is the one that's that's really uh, you know you think of the you, know, you mentioned English words like dynamic, right? Like yeah, as in like yeah. it's in motion, it's going, it's doing. Um, so here he's talking about power, not necessarily in the sense that everyone's like, oh yes, you know, power. Um, you know, everyone's like impressed, but power is in. This is the thing that actually makes things happen even maybe if it's not recognized or maybe if people don't actually give it the uh, due acknowledgement. Uh, hold that thought. It's time for our break already, but everybody, hang on. We're looking at 1 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 2 on Thy Strong Word, and we'll be right back. This is Dr. Dale Meyer. Have you heard Concordia Seminary's program, Word and Work and Intersection? Every week you can hear it on KFUO Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. We visit with many interesting guests about how the Word of God applies to their daily vocations and ministries. Be sure to tune in and may the intersection of Word and Work be busy on your corner. I'm Pastor Ken Bomberger. Join me weekday mornings at 7.15 for Orazio, your time of scripture, meditation, and music on KFUO, Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Did you know that your individual retirement account may make the best gift to KFUO? The IRS now allows individuals 70 and a half or older to transfer their required minimum distribution directly to charity and avoid paying the associated income tax. These gifts can provide regular long-term resources to KFUO. If you have questions about making an IRA gift to KFUO, call me, Mary, at 314-996-1518. We'll send a representative out to help answer your questions and help you establish a legacy of giving to your favorite radio station, Worldwide KFUO. Pastor AJ Espinosa. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. A lot of good stuff. Um, mm. Way too many things that we could possibly talk about. So, hey, if you're listening live, you can help us narrow it down here. If you're uh, listening live, give us a call. You can call 1 800 730 2727 with your questions or comments for us here, maybe some observations. Uh, 314 821 0850 if you're in St. Louis. And you have a question for me or for our guest today. We've got Pastor Andrew Jago in Alexandria, Virginia. And brother, um, what was the name of your church? I'm not sure I, I, caught, I caught that. Bethany Lutheran Church and Preschool. So emphasizing the preschool these days, which uh, was is open. <laughs> so just like our our church services, you know, Virginia gives us uh, uh, some guidelines and they emphasize the uh, must do's and the might do's, um, you know, best practices and so forth. It's it's pretty thick, but uh, we navigate through that. 
and uh, so we're and we're very blessed. I'm, uh, I've been seeing some kids come to both of our services. It's good to see the kids around here. I don't know about you, but when I see people, uh, then my energy level starts to go up. Oh yeah, and, you know, and then oh, you yeah. know, then I then I now I feel, okay. Now we're we're doing ministry again, but uh, well, uh, well, it, it, we're just talking about that, right? The, the idea of the, the dynamis, the the power, the the kind of power, uh, yeah. moving around energy, right? The, like the mm-hmm. functioning energy, right? And like yeah, and it's people bumping into other people, right? And like things actually happening. And um, oh, actually, speaking of other people, um. If you're one of the other people who who wants to get in on this, but you can't make it to the phone, I don't want to forget, you can send an email also, kfuo at kfuo.org. You can also hop in the live stream, facebook.com slash hasbinosa. Um, and speaking of web addresses, another good one is lhfmissions.org. That's for our underwriter of Thy Strong Word. We've got the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, to whom we owe many thanks. Thank you, guys lhfmissions.org. So, yeah, so talking about this uh, this dynamis sort of power, this this moving around, getting things in motion, what what kind of animates it, right? What what kind of fuels hmm. it? Um, that that's interesting because it, it goes along with what you're saying about this 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 wisdom thing that the secret wisdom idea because okay, it's powerful whether or not people recognize it, whether it's, you know, widely discredited even. And people are like, oh, well, no, everyone knows that that's that's no good. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not actually powerful, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, reminds me of like my chemistry class. It's just sort of like, you know, back in high school that, you know, he, he, uh, our professor, our teacher could just kind of set out something that looked innocuous, looks like it's table salt or something, right? <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh, psych, you know, when he, you know, he throws this other thing in there, you know, boom. So it doesn't really matter, like, <laughs> how people label it or what you, what you kind of think about it. It's like, well, right. it's a matter of whether it's powerful or not. And so I, I think that that's where he's going with this. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter if I didn't come off as impressive. It didn't matter if other people came through and they were more charismatic uh, speakers than I was. Um, it's it's the power of the message, and that's what shows how powerful Jesus Christ is because everyone discredited him. And I, and I think that's what's going on hmm. in verse 2, and, in, and why is this so central? He's like, we are going to proclaim the the God who's not going to impress any of you. We're going to proclaim mm-hmm. the Messiah, the King, who you all are going to laugh at and ridicule. I mean, and, and this gets back to what you were mentioning about, like, uh, his his uh, time in Athens. And, and I think this mm-hmm. is key, and it's recalling chapter 1, that there, there's power in what has been discredited because we know it's not just in our heads. This is not the placebo effect. Right, right. It's countercultural, both in yeah. Corinth and today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fighting against the wisdom of this age, and and I think Paul is is redefining terms here. We're going to have a good rethink all the way through First Corinthians about what wisdom and power really is, really are. And, and, and I'm glad you mentioned so that this is something that goes on today too. And and you use the word even uh, countercultural, right? And I think that this mm-hmm. is where um, it, it gets it gets pretty interesting because uh, on the one hand. Yeah, there there is definitely a, a countercultural thrust to this, right? And we saw this, um, you know, this is almost a quote, right, of what you had back in, in uh, chapter 1. For Jews uh, demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Um, and hmm. here you got the, the same thing pretty much 
for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And uh, you, you brought up the Greek. Uh, it's striking that the Greek is maybe more different than the English translation is letting on here. Um, that, that back in chapter 1, y- you have this kind of, this sort of construction where it's like, you know, well, you, you, got, you got the Jews who, who, they want their signs, and the Greeks, they, they want their wisdom. You know, he's kind of, there, there's these kind of uh, little words that kind of had this idea of kind of lumping them together as kind of like, you know, there's these guys and there's those guys, and you know how they are. Um, but we, then, he emphasizes the word we, it's like bolded in, in the Greek, basically. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we do something else over here. Right. We, and, and in fact, there, there is no um, definite article or anything there. It's, we, we, pre- we preach and we proclaim a king who is discredited. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it is, is kind of the sense of that, that perfect participle. I mean, so that's really right. something that and he's saying. And what is like, that? We, that's a, it's a scandal. Yeah, that's oh, right. I'm sorry. We, yeah. we, we are. We, we we know what they want, guys. Hey, it's it's not yeah. that I'm. You know, it's not that I can't figure it out and kind of please the crowd. It's that actually I'm going. I know. I know what you want. I know you want signs. I know you want prestige, and I'm just not going to give it to you. <laughs> I, th- this is countercultural. Right. Right. Well, and let's look at uh, verse eight. Uh, Because I think that connects into, I mean, it's in verse six as well, but where Paul writes, none of the rulers of this age understand this. Now, you think of, again, counterculture on Corinth and today and Corinth rulers of this age. You mean the Caesars, you know, the, the emperors that are even worshiped as gods in, in certain circles? Yes. Those rulers of the age that they, None of them understand what I am proclaiming to you about this crucified. Otherwise, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, the Lord of all majesty, the Lord of all glory, the Lord of heaven. Uh, Just skimming over the verse from Isaiah there to verse 10, these things God revealed. So back to the hidden wisdom in verse 7, connect that to verse 10. I mean, again, what goes around comes around here in 1 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is hidden, God reveals. That's the power that, God, that Paul is talking about. You're not going to see it in the Caesars. You're not going to see it in the rulers of this world. And today, you know, we could connect that to you know, people who look for charisma, who look for the, the power of, uh, of political power and influence. You know, I think of the words of Jesus, what good is it if you gain the whole world and yet lose your soul? What are you willing to do for that power, for that influence, for that voice in society? Yeah. Uh, so Paul, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's, uh, that's a good connection because, I mean, what, what do you see? Well, it's like what our Lord says, right? Like a, a, a reed um, that, that, that moves in the wind, right? Goes where the wind blows. Mm-hmm. That in, in this political arena, that you've got people who they stay in power and they come into power. In fact, by just saying what people want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and playing to the crowd, and and that this is this is just different. When it says, you know, none of the rulers of this age understood this. You, you know, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean, like I, I think there is something about that, like in in this idea of. They, they they just this is not how they operate you know like you don't have mm-hmm. a king who says hey um i know this is what the people want but i'm going to go do the exact opposite i'm going to do the thing that's going to make me that's going to cost me followers right mm. i mean that's what the lord jesus did you know he opened his mouth yeah. and taught in uh, john chapter six and a bunch of people left um i'm going to go and i'm going to say the thing 
that's going to, you know, get me in trouble with the ruling uh, council, with the establishment, and it's going to get me killed, you know, and, and that, mm. you know, who, who would do this? Um, yeah. it, it's, just, it's just the opposite way that, that power seems to work in the world. Right. Who would do this? A God who loves you. And, and you look at uh, verses 10 and 11 there, the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. You know, oh, the, the riches, the depths of God that we know that his love would suffer death itself in order to save us from death. Uh, who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person? Paul is using a little bit of Greek wisdom here, perhaps. Uh, no one comprehends the thoughts except the Spirit of God in verse 11. And I think of the words of our catechism there. I cannot by my own reason or strength <laughs> under, you know, go to God you know, or come to him, I, I believe in God or come to him. That has to be yeah. the Holy Spirit's power that's, that's drawing me to that. But once you're drawn to that, once the Spirit has a hold of you, oh my goodness, what wisdom, what power is there? Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm not sure I made that connection, but like, I think you could you could say that. I think you mm. and we have in the catechism, you know, not by my own reason or strength, but in the language of First Corinthians, by my own wisdom or power, mm -hmm. right? right. I, I mean, I mean that that's it's getting at the same idea because I mean, even there, uh, when when Luther is talking about reason, he's not saying like reason is in like the you know the the human faculty of of rationality because um, no you, you need that to understand words and sentences and <laughs> to follow an argument and so no right. like he's not he's not downplaying you know like rational thought but but he's, he's talking about the the what, what comes from that right like you know when, when people talk about well you know these are the fruits of reason right this is hmm. this is the, the the crop of of the enlightenment you know this is this is what uh, I, I don't, our experts have produced right and Mm -hmm. And I think getting getting to that then, right, like it's, I, I think this is bringing up a, a big tension that we're having right now as Christians, I think in especially Western society, is to, mm -hmm. to what extent do we trust experts and the uh, the establishment? Uh, because uh. Paul's, Paul's language is really uh, rather broad, even when he said rulers there uh, back in, where, where, where was it, back in verse uh, 8, um, you know, the word he uses is a little bit more flexible. I mean, you know, it's it means kind of like the first people. So like, you know, the the the, the top of their field, the, you know, the people who are mm. celebrated, the people who are are, are leaders, um, you know, in their fields or uh, in their professions, perhaps. So, right. I, I mean, there's there's this there's a real tension, I think, that we're in where you have. On the one hand, um, yeah, you just you, you'll, you'll listen to Kip doing the uh, Lutheran, you know, News World Digest right before mm -hmm. we start, and it, yeah, it's talking uh, about in many ways which Christians are being countercultural and going against what you know, like uh, even what official like medical societies recommend or or say. Um, right. and on the other hand, there's this other. I think it feels like there's this other element that's just kind of seems like it wants to tear down all the establishments that, that just doesn't want to trust any um, kind of accepted wisdom that doesn't, that doesn't like, like science or statistics or, or, or math or any of that stuff, you know? And, and, and there's this other, this other drive that's just, that's hyper anti-establishment. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's right. a real tricky thing. I mean, I, I, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's very interesting for you being in Alexandria of all places too, <laughs> uh, kind of a place of the establishment. Yeah. And here I am growing my hair long. I haven't, uh, 
got a haircut yet, so I'm you know feeling you know going out the like the Jesus freaks of the uh, '60s and '70s in the summer of love. There's protests on the streets, you know, and yeah, these loud shouting voices from every side, and we as a church are kind of navigating through that. And I think Paul is an excellent example, wading through Corinth, where you know they're they're fighting against the wisdom of this age, but redefining what true wisdom is, Uh, and he's going to humble. Uh, try to humble the the Corinthian church away with a humble heart that he has too, uh, to say that no, we first first things first, first is Christ Jesus. First we talk the words that come to us from the Holy Spirit, and then you're going to see this church in a whole new light. You're going to see Corinth in a different light when you understand that it is the Holy Spirit that blesses you with wisdom, that calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies us together, because then you're going to look at every person in this church as a gift. You know, every person has a different gift by the Holy Spirit. Every person is valued. Every person is needed. <laughs> All and, I, you know, and I think— well, I was going to say, well, I, like, was, I, was gonna I say, appreciate that you're bringing that, that out. That, uh, he has this pastoral yeah. aim, right? That that he's he's looking at this congregation where th- there are people who are looking down on each other, where you got people right. who are divided, where the people who are saying, "Yeah, okay, they're I guess they're kind of Christians, sort of." I, I mean, and, and you've and you've got this, right? That that there's this this real problem with this arrogance here that's causing this disunity, and so uh, right. he's he's leaning into the the folly. Of the cross, right? I mean, that's why the the word he uses there in uh, verse fourteen, right? Um, the words, of the, the things of the spirit, right? The natural person does mm-hmm. not accept because they're folly to him, right? Um, right. He's, he's leaning into that stuff, not just because he wants to be countercultural, right? Like not just because he's like, oh, the the establishment is hopelessly corrupt, and you just can't trust anything that they say. And uh, I mean, what, what's funny is that. He he will kind of make that argument in other places more actually, but mm. but he's not even like focusing on that. And, and so I think you're bringing up this really important uh, idea when we're talking about balance that this mm-hmm. is, this is not being countercultural because we're we have declared war on on the right. culture and we're we're gonna and we're gonna win and we're gonna beat it and we're gonna take the system from the inside out like that. That's not <laughs> what he's doing. No, it's, he's being it's going countercultural. Against- because that's what they need to hear. He he needs to get through to them, guys. You you, it's it's like a virus, right? It's like you heard the Christian you heard the Christian message, and you thought it was all about wisdom and power, and you right. you missed it. You missed it. So I'm not going to talk any wisdom or power now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other direction so you stop misunderstanding this. Yeah, not so much cultural, but in verse 14, the natural person. The natural person is today going to want to divide people up by the color of their skin, by uh, whether they have a Ph.D., by uh, whether you're rich or you're poor, you know, your social standing, that sort of thing. But in the church, y'all come. You know, we, yeah. uh, every person is valued around, go, jumping to 1 Corinthians 11, the table. Every person is 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 there as a valued member who who brings a different gift from the Holy Spirit. So when we're in Bible study, it's not that we pay more attention to the people with money or the people you know with a certain color skin or whatever. It's everybody because they have the Holy the, the Holy Spirit has brought them to Jesus Christ, and that that is it is culture countercultural just by its very nature because you're valuing 
the the wisdom that doesn't come from people it, it, or the natural person. It's going against the natural person, and it's a and it's the the spiritual uh, the side of us that that is being tapped into there. That the the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us that God has put in each and every Christian and given them the mind of Christ. Well, okay, and you get to, there to to the mind of Christ, and uh, uh, we're going to want to talk about that um, certainly. Before we, we get into that, because that really is a, a whole topic in itself here. It can uh, we've be, got, yeah. I, I think we've got uh, somebody on the phone. We got, actually, yeah, we got James here on the phone. James, you have another question for us. Good morning, brother. Yes. Um, I'd like to ask the pastor, uh, is the mind of Christ imputed to believers now or today, or is that a transaction that is to come or is to be transacted in the age to come. And uh, mm-hmm. for you, moderator, I'd like to know if, uh, well, I'd like for you to define dispensational premillennialism. I hope I said that right. Yeah, premillennial dispensationalism. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a mouthful. Say that five times fast. Indeed. All right, yeah. Well, well, if we'll I, could, that. Thanks, if I could hit the, the mind of Christ there real quick, and James, yeah. if you want to turn with me to Philippians chapter 2, this is yep. the the connection that, that I have here. Um, let me just find it real quick because I just opened it myself. Um, so, yes, uh, the, the, uh, have this mind. Uh, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any affection of mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, one mind. Having the, the mind of Christ who made himself a servant for all of us right now by the Holy Spirit given to us right now, I believe we, we have that mind of Christ. Perfectly no. So the answer to your question, do we have it now and do we have it then? When we are in glory, I love questions like that because if when people ask, is it this or is it that, I love the answer, yes. <laughs> it is both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that, that, that's, uh, that, that's, that's well said. I think that uh, like, like we um, have seen in a lot of—well, I mean, this actually was really brought out when we are looking at Psalm um, 94, which, uh, which, you know, Paul is, like, drawing hmm. on with, with this idea of just how—I'm uh, uh, trying to put this together here. Just, just the idea of how, like, you can't trust in princes and, and the things that are now are passing away, right? I mean, mm-hmm. th- there is this kind of— uh, on the one hand, it's sort of like anti-now, right? The ru- He says the rulers of this age in this chapter, right? Um, and so there's this kind of an emphasis on what is to come. And you have the same thing in chapter one, right, where he mentions already spir- like spiritual gifts, right? And, and he mm-hmm. says, like, in the next breath, you know, like, until the revealing of the Lord Jesus, right? So there's this emphasis that, like, <laughs> well, all this stuff is going to pass away, and it's, like, really all about, you know, the, the eschaton, right, as um, as our guest uh, yesterday was talking about, Pastor Preuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, right, there is this— this reluctance to say like oh it's just all about the future like like no it, the present matters too because the people in the present matter <laughs> which is which is, i think the thing that gets lost in our hyper divisive uh you know and vitriolic uh just anger matches i won't really call them debates because they're not really debates yeah. um you know it's it's just kind of like you know these these flame wars it's just yeah you know we're kind of just uh, my idea my principle my ideology against yours and just kind of, you know, here, here they are, just kind of, you know, uh, like, like some kind of showdown here. 
but mm. we're just forgetting about the people who are getting hurt in the meantime or the people who need help in the meantime and the people mm. who are hurting in the meantime. And, and so I, I think that's the, the, the duality that you're, you're getting at. And um, when, when Paul says mind of, of Christ, mind of the Lord there, and he helps us define it in Philippians, Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're seeing that it's it's not uh, just about like kind of the ideas and like the intellectual thing, but uh, the word actually I think especially in his emphasis in Philippians as, as he shows us it's about alignment it's about um, mm. concord it's about being on the same page it's about it's about harmony I mean concord I mean I mean actually I think you could sort of translate it as uh, con- concordia even oh uh, yeah you know, hey yeah. Be, be on the same page. Be in concord with Christ, right? Which, which is a very different thing for them, right? Because they're thinking, oh, mind, yes, intelligence, wisdom, prestige. But he's like saying, hang on a second. It's about it's about not uh, being divisive against these other people. Right. Indeed. Having the uh, mind of Christ consider others as better than yourselves. Paul will right. write in Philippians, and Jesus yeah. says, love one another as I have loved you. Well, yeah, you know, so exactly. It's it's all throughout the scriptures, and so um, getting then to James's other question, I'm gonna see if I can make a connection here. We were talking about like the the eschatology, right? And so, uh, and, and so here's the fun word: premillennial dispensationalism. Okay, so so there there are different you know, without going like super hardcore systematics. The idea of premillennial dispensationalism is that we are pre prior to the millennium, that there is going to be some kind of thousand-year, right, millennium uh, reign of Christ, and it, it hasn't happened yet. We're, we're pre-millennial right now, um, which is in contrast to uh, basically the, the whole Christian tradition, I think, uh, because, you know, we, yeah, we've been, yeah. we've, we have been counting in A.D. for uh, 2020 yeah. years. Well, it's, you know, not, not exactly the whole length, but that's a whole other rabbit hole, right? But like right. we're saying now Christ is ruling. Now Christ right. reigns. He is Lord. So for us, like the, the symbolic 1,000 is already going on. Uh, but the premillennial uh, viewpoint says this is all yet to happen. Um, and so it, it's like a very strong futuristic um, emphasis. Um, and then particularly, though, it, it ends up saying like, well, there's these dispensations where there's these different phases. And so we're going to go into a phase where you know, like uh, Israel, like the geopolitical entity um, really like comes into its own and, and reestablishes its borders. And there's a temple that's rebuilt. And then, then you go into the next phase mm-hmm. and there's like, and there's a rapture somewhere in there and maybe more than one. And, and, and so, so it's this idea of like, there's all these like phases and stuff that has to happen yet. Whereas, you know, we are just, you know, uh, singing, you know, a mighty fortress is our God, like, He's already conquered. Satan's already defeated. He already reigns. So it's a it's a very different take on uh, how to kind of put all the pieces together in the scriptures. Yeah, yeah. It's I think of the Book of Acts where Jesus uh, is about ready to ascend. The disciples say, "Are you now going to establish your kingdom?" And to paraphrase, he says, "Dudes." <laughs> Stop looking for an earthly kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> so we pray well, the kingdom comes to us also. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe stop looking for it in the wrong places, right? Because right. again, it, it's not, it's not, it, it, it's wisdom, but it's not mm-hmm. wisdom like you think in the conventional sense, right? It, it's mm-hmm. mind, 
but it's not mind like you know like mind your own beeswax and i'm so smart it, it's mind as in hey i am aligned with mm-hmm. my brothers right it's it's a mindset right that that sees people uh, in the present as valuable i, I, I mean so yeah, yeah it, it, there isn't there is an earthly kingdom in the sense of like hey look there's the church <laughs> it has <laughs> it has buildings it has people it has leaders it has books right it has it has <laughs> meals <laughs> uh, so so it, it's 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 earthly but just uh it's in the world but not of it right yeah it's a servant mindset i think yeah. you said it said it correct yeah or heart set when you're taking food to the poor when you're serving others in church you know you're supporting one another with love and forgiveness then that is the mind of christ the kingdom is coming that's right. That's right. So, so understanding then this 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 kingdom, this mind, as a thing that we really do participate in now. Like it's, mm-hmm. and, and this is, I think, what you you we've been getting at. There's this redefining, right? That it, it's it's not about like, oh, I'm going to learn all of these mysteries. And I'm going to like have all these secret prophecies that only me and my best buds are going to understand, and we're <laughs> going to speak in angel languages, right? That that's the stuff that he's right. going to unpack. That's what's going on. That that's where they're going with mind yeah. and wisdom and stuff. And he's just saying, no, 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 that's the opposite of what we're talking about. Uh, you're using <laughs> the same words, but you're not using them in the Christian sense of the word. And and that that really does speak to our present situation because there's mm-hmm. lots of things that sound very, like, I don't know, like spiritual and Christian-ish. But if we're not talking about the cross and, and the love of Christ, it's it's not the same thing. Indeed. Yeah. Consider others better than yourself, serving that, that whole topsy-turvy kingdom uh, that Jesus says, the last shall be first, the first shall be last. You know, that all that ties into what Paul is going to try to bring to the Corinthians. And God bless you and your study as it goes on each week, and you continue to unpack that. Thank you very much, brother. And you, I, I, I thank you for just uh, the way you were able to unpack this and getting some of that historical stuff in there, making some connections past, present, future, because it's all in the mind of Christ's love. So thank you very much and looking forward to having another conversation soon. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. You too, everybody. That was Pastor Andrew Jago in Alexandria, Virginia. We are moving on to the next chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Until then, I'm Pastor H.S. Espinosa. In cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.